Hello everyone, welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, in celebration of Matt Reeves, the Batman, we are doing a brand new format. Um, it's going to be interesting. We hinted at it a little bit last week, and we're joined by the same guest panelists. Uh, we've got the Johns here, John Sekula, John Peralski, from the Scary Box podcast, the Scary Box YouTube channel, uh, the, the producer man himself, uh, John Peralski. How you doing today? Thank you for having me again, because I love Batman. Yeah, you are the resident Batman connoisseur here, and you are the most familiar, I'd say, with uh, Batman through and through. And uh, this was a big weekend. Big weekend. A fun weekend, that's for sure. I think the Batman made $480 billion this weekend, so... Um... <laughs> Bro, it's mind-blowing because you think of like how happy I was when No Way Home came out. And I know p the general audience won't be as pumped for this Batman movie, but this is such a good movie! Uh, this was better than No Way Home. I agree! <laughs> Today we are building our dream Batman, uh, and this is combining some uh, some elements of whatever intellectual properties we want, maybe spitballing a few of our own original ideas in there. If, if we were Matt Reeves, how would we have built the Batman out for this movie? Uh, or any movie. It doesn't really matter the context, but uh, I'm excited because I have some scorching hot Batman takes personally. <laughs> oh, yippee. I am, of course, joined by my regular co-host, Alden Mason, and we've got reoccurring panelist John Sekula, looking like Andy Warhol these days. Well, how's it going? Uh, yes, I'm trying to make my hair white, but it's not working. Uh, the audience can't see that. Maybe I'll send in an avatar that reflects that. I fought to be on this panel. Originally, Kubis was going to be here. I, I fought to be on this panel because when I saw that this was on the docket, I wanted to be part of Build-A-Batman so bad. And I wanted to be on it so bad that I I ended up buying tickets for myself and my girlfriend, Aaron to see the, the Batman movie um, before this podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Well, Sakula, I think because you have such passion for this topic, you should you should start it off. What is the dream Batman cowl for you? Okay, so my favorite Batman cowl is spiky ears, like pointy ears. I always oh yeah the uh, the Nolan ears because they're too like uh, wide. I like the Batman cowl because the Robert Battenbat cowl because uh his ears are super pointy and thin they're like really really small and thin i love that that's my favorite the one thing that none of the batman movies really do other than the dark knight in like one spot i want white eyes but i can accept not having white eyes because i love how the new batman just spoilers for the Batman for this whole fucking podcast. But <laughs> yeah, we should have said that at the intro, by the way. You know them. <laughs> I do love how the new Batman movie doesn't shy away from the fact that Batman puts on makeup. And I do love that. The fucking contacts he wears. Yeah. I thought that was so cool because it's in a few comics. But way back in the day, Isma Hawk on YouTube made this Nightwing series before the DCEU was kicking off. And what they did was Danny Shepard, who played Nightwing, 
would wear these white contacts, but it, the explanation in the series was, oh yeah, it gives them those little white eyes and everything, but it's to get into the detective mode and everything. So I doubt it's directly inspired from that series, but Matt Reeves has been pulling so many different things from so many different eras and uh, just any content created about Batman that it's like, that was so cool to me, but yeah, I agree, John. I was a little like, man, I wish they had a scene where his like, eyes went white. I like how you can still see the seams from like it being stitched together, yeah. One of my favorite things about the Batman's cowl is that it does seem like it's made to be like really big because Robert Pattinson has a, Robert Pattinson has a fucking huge ass head. <laughs> He's got tiny, 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 pointy ears, and I love that. And I love that, like, you know when you look at a skull? Yeah. And you see, like, those curves in the skull that, like, conform to, like, the inside of the skull? I love that. That's probably one of my favorite things. You don't see that in any other Batman cowl. Could make my own Batman cowl. That's my take. I want the bat- the- the Batman cowl. Cowl. He went to the Ohio State. Probably my favorite Batman suit. Spoiler um, for the whole episode because I've got a lot of takes on this suit. Yes, uh, I love this cowl. I, it's my favorite. I love the pointy ears. I don't want wide ears. Beautiful. I love it. Alden, what is your dream Batman cowl? So this one's kind of interesting. My favorite cowl, I think, is that one. No, it's legitimately Red Sun, yes. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. In this political climate? Uh, I think that's the exact reason why it should be, and I think it'll fit into the rest of my suit when we get there. I'm not surprised. Actually, it won't fit in at all. It'll it'll probably be very ugly if someone drew all these together. I'm not surprised by this take, to be honest. And why why this one? I just like that it's a, a winter hat. It's just a, a furry little winter hat. It's not like any other cowl. It definitely looks like uh, Batman would be helping us on the front lines right now. <sighs> on whose front lines? The Ukraines, obviously. He'd be on Ukraine's side. I hope. I mean, the Red Sun comic is literally about Superman being on the wrong side. There he is with the bat hammer and bat sickle. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even... I don't want to be here. I was excited. John got me pumped. Alden fucking ruined it. <laughs> that movie is the worst animated DC movie ever. It, of all the DC animated movies, that's the worst animation. I thought the the anime one was pretty bad too, but this one, off. Which which anime one? What are you talking about? Because there's like Batman Ninja. Okay, that see that's what I was talking about. I love Batman Ninja. I think that's great. I'm a huge fan of Batman Ninja. I don't want to be any of your friends anymore. Batman Ninja was, like, fine, but I didn't like it. I thought it was really fun. We don't like that weeb shit. I, I'm kind of partial to the weeb shit. Some of it's good. Oh, yeah, you guys just did an anime episode. <laughs> That's why in the Duel of Takes uh, Discord, we have a anime-friendly uh, group chat. That's why. That's exactly why. Because some of us hate it and some of us don't. I love it. Uh, I feel like I'm a pioneer in that uh, respect. 
<laughs> that was some weep shit, John. That's going in the the highlights. Um, Perolsky. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, what is your dream cowl? Similarly to Sekula, where you know I think that he took a good amount of uh, creative liberties. The ears are so important. The pointiness of the ears are so important. And Nicholas Alexander from the Scary Box was all like, "Oh, Perolsky." Uh, if nobody picks Batman Beyond, I'm gonna be really upset. And I was like, who the- what- why would you- it's just- uh, you can't even figure that out in real life yet. Like, uh, slow down, buddy, before I just pick the blank-faced mask. So, uh, with that being said, I did go with my own choice. I really like the Arkham Knight cowl. The whole Arkham Knight suit, I love. I just love that it blends the- both versions of- that skin tight suit as well as the armored suits but really gives this beautiful batman suit so i love that cowl and i love the ears on that cowl oh they are really pointy they are some pointy ears they're dangerous that cowl is like a metal cowl like that thing he could headbutt somebody and completely injure them with that being said though I'm going to go with the Justice League Doom cowl, which is the cowl they end up using throughout the DC Animated Universe movies from, what, about 2014 to 2019 was the last one. I like this cowl, especially from the cosplay front of it. It's just so clean and smooth. It has what Sekula was just saying with the the uh, skull kind of going inward on itself. It really gives a lot of detail, at least in the cosplay version once again. But the ears, I wish I could just slightly adjust to either be thicker or taller because I think that thin and small, to say it looks too cartoony, but if we're trying to bring to life this real bat suit, it looks a little too cartoony on for me. So I think I'm going to have to go with a Justice League doomed cowl, but uh, maybe with a little bit of enhancement on the ears. Nice, nice. Also, white eyes. My cowl is very simple. Um, I, I actually don't have any alterations I want made to it. It's the uh, the Adam West Batman cowl with the eyebrows on it. I think it's a very important feature. I like the eyebrows. In the Batman uh, mythos, we have to understand that that Batman is is angry. Uh, he's full of vengeance, but th this one is pr is perfect. Um, there's nothing about it that I'd want to change, and and tonally, I think that it's. Uh, I think it would be honestly scarier seeing approaching you in a dark alleyway because you can see so much of their face. The everything below his nose. It's like the inverse of a COVID mask. I'm looking at the picture that you're showing you right now, the Adam West mask, and it has sort of a line around the nose. And that line around the nose reminds me of the the Batman suit. I, I'm a huge fan of the eyebrows, and I agree. One thing that I really like, too, is with the the 60s Batman cowl, is it's multi-toned. It's multi so you've it's almost like a really deep navy. It's not black. The f actual face piece is a darker color. Um, I think that it adds like a nice like layer of contrast 
but then the nose is blue. Modern takes on live action Batman, I think they it's too much just really like dark. Like like the suits all black, which I get is like good for the contrast of like a film, but that's where the Arkham games, you know, the suit isn't black in those games. It's blue, the dark blue and everything. But Nate, this leads me to my question. There are two different versions of that Adam West color. There's a darker purple one as well. Yes. So would you go with the dark purple or that dark blue? <laughs> I'm going with the dark purple um, specifically. That's the one on the cover of the movie too, I think. The dark purple one uh, from the movie is specifically the one I'm going with, not necessarily the TV show one. It's a little harder to find a good reference photo of, but you can kind of see it in this one. Everything's tinted a little more purple. It's so cute. <laughs> Also, it spawned the Batgirl that we all know and love today. Like, I love that purple Batgirl suit, and then coming out soon, I believe, is going to be that new Batgirl TV show. That Batgirl suit, once again, directly ripped from the, I believe, 2015 comics of Batgirl that they started, where she's wearing this, like, biker suit that's purple and yellow, and I'm like, it looks just like the Adam West suit and everything. It's so good i love it so much moving on to a bigger question sakula who are you casting as you're the batman so uh, who i have as my casting is um what's his name from from 1989 uh michael keaton yeah so i have michael keaton but i'm actually going to forego my original answer. Oh, okay. I'm I'm picking Robert Pattinson. Wow. I know that he's only been in one movie. What? Uh, based on what I've seen in the Batman, this is my favorite version of Batman that has ever been seen in a movie. I I I feel like a lot of this list, and I'm sorry about this, but a lot of this list is. For me, probably going to be heavy on the Batman. In the Batman, Robert Pattinson's version, he is uh, awkward. He doesn't like hanging out with regular people. He doesn't like going places that aren't the Batcave. He doesn't like talking to Alfred. He doesn't like going anywhere. Yo, that scene, though, where Bruce Wayne just shows up at the uh, Iceberg Lounge and they just fucking let him in. One of the funniest bits in the whole movie. Like, that, that I actually laughed out loud. It is. And in context, Sakula, you got to think, too. Like, once again, this is the second year of him being Batman. Yeah. In the comics, uh, the second year of him being Batman is basically taken up by the Long Halloween, which was just a shit show of murders that lasted throughout the whole year. And during that year is when he became very reclusive and everything so in context of this new universe we haven't seen his year one of course and i don't think there's really a need to but like we, he could have shifted and then of course when he moves on he needs to learn like this is only over the course of a week i think right wasn't the movie november to the beginning of december i i could see this version from the batman turning into the nolan batman i could totally see it i like that scene too and i don't necessarily know what they were going for but when he, he's at the funeral uh, and he's just there as Bruce Wayne. I thought that was the best, like, Bruce Wayne scene that we got, because, like, he's obviously really awkward and reclusive, but at a funeral, it... Yeah! 
makes sense, like, whatever. And then there's, like, that one, like, broke dude. He's like, fuck all these rich people. And then, like, he, like, looks at he looks at Bruce Wayne and Bruce, like, looks down at him. He's like, you feel me? Like, there's still this, like, layer of because he's reclusive. Like, I feel like the average Joe of Gotham barely fucking remembers who the hell Bruce Wayne is. And I think it works to his favor. It's pretty cool. Bro, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, some, like, Irish guy from Long Island or whatever Gotham's equivalent of Long island is yeah he's like oh fucking bruce wayne and bruce does nothing about it he just sits there and he takes it and he and he does the funeral like it's nobody's business (laughs) (laughs) all righty alden who is your dream actor for the batman any actor correct Anyone. It could be race, gender, does not matter, any actor, but they do have to wear the babushka from Red Sun that you yeah, did. Yeah, okay. So this one, a uh, little cursed. Not going to use his voice. A um, little bit of a spoiler, but I'm going to say Ryan Gosling. Whoa! I could see it. Hang on, let me see if there's a bad fan <laughs> Photoshop here. I guarantee there is. Ryan Gosling? <laughs> okay, and why Ryan Gosling for Batman? Yeah, what the fuck? I feel like in terms of uh, uh, Bruce Wayne, similar to the one we just saw with the Batman, kind of not that charismatic. He definitely fits the type. I feel like a lot of times when he plays characters in like epic movies, he's kind of just like a blank slate. Yeah, he's just there. Mostly like Blade Runner and Drive. Exactly. That's kind of where my inspiration came from is those two movies and not The Notebook. No, what I was going to say was Notebook is like Mask of the Phantasm. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I'll include that too. Are we talking about actor or are we talking about voice? Yeah, I'm saying that Ryan Gosling is going to be the actor in the the suit. He will be dubbed over. He'll be dubbed over? Then you're not talking about Ryan Gosling. Go fuck yourself. If you're talking about... John, you were here when we made up the rules. (laughs) It was last week. That is true. So, uh, Alden, do you think he would play a better Bruce Wayne or a better Batman? Considering Batman would be more of like a stunt double, I don't think that really matters. Yeah, but I don't think he'd be a good Bruce Wayne either. (laughs) Yes, as a Bruce Wayne, that is very awkward. I think he's perfect. If he's playing Edward from Twilight... He would have been a good Edward, that's what I'm saying. I think 10 years ago, like, if The Dark Knight hadn't, like, just finished its run as a trilogy, I feel like there's a Hollywood shortlist at one point where Ryan Gosling was on it, so I think Alden's on to something. Didn't he audition with Christian Bale in them? I thought I thought he was one of them. It was, like, him, Killian Murphy, Christian Bale, and there was, like, a weird one on there. It was, um... Oh, what's his name? The guy from fucking Supernatural who voices Batman. Jensen Ackles. Oh, ew. Yeah, ew. Could have gone either way. To be fair, if you fucks haven't watched the long Halloween Batman cartoon movie... Jensen Ackles does the voice, and he does a damn, damn good job of it, Sam. All right, John, who is your dream actor for uh, for the Batman? So, similarly to Sakula, but I probably won't take as long. Wait, do you mean John or John? Okay, anyway, Peralski, continue on. Xbox, record that. So, I would pick Robert Pattinson because... He stole my heart. I thought he was really good. Yeah, the voice is definitely going to be different. <laughs> I like I like his Batman voice. I think his Batman voice, I was explaining this to Nick Alexander from the Scary Box channel, if you want to go check out our short films. 
what I like about it is throughout the Nolan trilogy, Christian Bale's voice literally goes from one thing straight to... And it's great and all. But in Batman Begins, he does this whisper to like certain people, but then he also adds a little bit more gurgle to his voice when he's like talking to Rachel or Jim, who knows who he is. The voice that he uses for Batman is that classic Christian Bale first Batman, that whisper. It's not too different from his original, like just regular voice. It's nice. I, I And once again, when... When he starts becoming friendly with Catwoman, he kind of lightens up the growl behind it. But then, you know, when he's interrogating someone or doing anything, yelling across the room, you know, it's very much, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, I think I'm on a similar wavelength as the two Johns here. Um, I'm going with a Batman we only got to see in one movie who, in a perfect world, would have gotten a tonally stronger uh, script to work with, but I think he played the character near perfectly. And I'm going with Val Kilmer for my Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Yes, Nate. Oh, when you pulled up the picture and I saw the Army Hammer one, I went, Nate's going to pick Army Hammer as Batman. <laughs> you know, I think Army Hammer would play a fantastic Bruce Wayne. It would be awesome. It would be honestly a little too good. And I think there was a time where Army Hammer would have been my <laughs> dream cast for Batman. Um, but unfortunately, world circumstances and um, problematic uh, tendencies, <laughs> regardless of him maybe being a cannibal or not. I'm not saying it's completely off the table. Um, maybe if Batman's a villain in a movie down the line, maybe if they go with the Red Sun. Oh, yeah. I couldn't see him tonally in the movie that I am making with my Batman uh, but I could see Val Kilmer, and there's a big reason to it. I think one thing that's very underrated about Val Kilmer is his comedic timing. If you look back on his on his filmography, especially when he was at his peak in the in the you know late '80s, early '90s, he was primarily in a lot of comedies, and kind of him shifting into Batman forever uh, after the success of, of Top Gun and Tombstone and other movies that I absolutely love that actor in. I thought he took on that role in a very, very good way. I think he plays a pretty charismatic Bruce Wayne, and uh, I think his Batman's really underrated. My biggest critique is the voice, and that's the next category, but Val Kilmer should have gotten a better script to take on the Batman, and in the movie that I'm making about Batman, he's the perfect blend of serious, uh, attractive male lead, but also has those comedic chops. You go back and you watch, um, you watch uh, Top Secret, one of the funniest comedic roles in any movie where he's playing this like Elvis kind of ripoff guy who's like an undercover spy. Tonally, Val Kilmer's the closest we've gotten casting wise to an Adam West. And I don't think he has nearly the body of work to represent how strong of a choice he was casting wise. So Val Kilmer is my actor. I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. I think Val Kilmer is probably the waste bin of actors what he's fine he's acceptable and that's ex that's about where i leave him nate you got me thinking about army hammer red sun batman because he was the the soviet agent in man from uncle and he did a decent job there 
but it's still shit. Like, it's still schlock. It's still bullshit. I don't agree. But I think that's the script. I think he's a fantastic actor. I, I don't think he really ever got, like, his his best role. And I think in the right hands, Batman could have been the perfect character for him to portray. I don't think he's even close to top five issues with Batman Forever. Then why wasn't he in any other movie? Because the studio went an entirely different direction and wanted to sell toys, and George Clooney was the biggest actor on on television at the time. It made sense and it was cheaper to put him in the next movie. Okay, so he wasn't in another Batman movie, but why wasn't he in another movie that anybody cared about? He's in Tombstone, which I think is the best Western of anything post Blazing Saddles. He's in fantastic movies. He's in Top Gun. He's in one of the most financially successful movies of the 1980s. Val Kilmer should have had a bigger career, but got blacklisted from Hollywood in a, like a soft kind of way because he had the Brent, Brendan Fraser syndrome, who would also make a great Batman 20 years ago. He would have made a great Batman. Brendan Fraser would have made a great Batman. All right, I'll accept Val Kilmer could have had a career as Batman. I think that there's a better option. I think that he might have... He actually did a good job as Bruce Wayne, but I don't think that his performance as Batman is good enough to uh, even accept a role. Okay. Tom Holland does a great job as uh, Peter Parker, but he also does a great job as Spider-Man. We don't like Andrew... We, we 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 don't like Andrew Garfield because he does a good job as Spider-Man, but he's not a good job as... Speak for yourself. I think he's my favorite Peter Parker and my favorite Spider-Man. I don't know about one of those, but I agree with him being a Peter Parker. He's a very uh, interesting take on it. We are moving on to who is doing the voice of your Batman in this movie, Sakula, or are there directing notes that you would give Robert Pattinson to, to tweak his own voice, I guess you could also say. I, I, I do like uh, Pattinson's version, and I also like Nolan's version of the Batman voice, um, and I even like the 89 version. But my pick is Adam West. I want Adam West to voice Batman. If you're Batman... You have to be, you have to sound like Adam West. Cartoon Adam West. That's my favorite. I'm a fan. In the cartoon, it's a different voice actor. So. No, no, no. I think he means like Fairly Odd Parents Catman Adam West. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, like Young Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy always being portrayed by Burt Ward and Adam West was so lit. <laughs> 60s Adam West. I, I know it probably doesn't fit with the archetype of Batman that I've been working with, that I've been fighting for. Um, but I think that that's my favorite per- version. I, I, as far as voices go, uh, Adam West is the best. There's there's that one guy who's been voicing Adam West. What's his name? Prolsky. You know his name. Been voicing Adam West. I'm assuming you're talking about the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy. Yep, that's the one. He's great. Fuck it. Kevin Costner's doing the voice. <laughs> yeah, I was born in 99, but I am a child of the 90s, okay? I I I need I need my Adam West. Adam West was in the 60s. <laughs> I know. I know, but he was aired on the television in the 90s. There's a lot of 90s Batman, to be fair. Yeah, like Val Kilmer, you know. Literally all of them. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Sakula's uh, Robert Pattinson cowl and actor is going to be voiced by Adam West. 
So this is shaping out to be an interesting Batman. Uh, Alden, who is doing the voice of Ryan Gosling's Batman? Um, funny enough, right? Adam West. Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is reminding me like the Scary Box podcast on YouTube because I'm just fucking pissed off at all you guys now. Like, I'm not even having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, mostly John and Alden. Nate, I still like you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And, uh, Alden, is there any justifications for Adam West voicing Ryan Gosling's portrayal of Batman in, y- in your world? Um, <laughs> it's so cursed! <laughs> that is different than, uh, John Sekula's take of Adam West voicing Robert Pattinson. I, I view this build of Batman as your absolutely whack custom character in something like maybe a Lego Batman. Oh, I couldn't tell. Yeah, so I feel like being able to mismatch someone so bad, like Ryan Gosling and Adam West, is just the perfect thing for me to do. I do think Will Arnett does a fine job voicing Batman in the context of the Lego universe. Troy Baker voices him in the game. Care. I mean, yeah, Troy Baker's fine, but I also don't care. <laughs> All right. So cool. We've got two Adam West voices uh, appearing over totally different Batman. Uh, I, I do <laughs> think with the, the Red Sun uh, cowl, we do have a very interesting Batman shaping up in Alden's dream Batman right now. It's going to get weird. Perolsky, who's doing the voice of Robert Pattinson? Uh, or are you just giving him directing notes or are you dubbing uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman as well? I definitely make him watch all episodes of Batman the Animated Series before we even got started, which he could, you know, I could be like, hey, Rob, and he'd be like, I already watched all of them. And I'd be like, that's funny because I just watched all the Twilight movies again. Great. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> and then you guys would kiss. <laughs> and then we'd kiss. <laughs> I want a video of Perolsky and uh, Batman kissing. It has to be the Spider-Man kiss. Batman has to be... No, Perolsky has to be upside down. <laughs> Perolsky in his Spider-Man suit upside down kissing Batman. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody can make that, please do that. If you... It's going to be in the YouTube edit. It's too funny. I have to do I mean, it. It'll be done. I will learn how to deep fake just to do that. No, you fucking won't. Peralski, you're going to make Robert Pattinson watch all of the animated series. So that way he gets a good take on Kevin Conroy's voice. I guess I'm going to force him to watch Sub-Zero and Mask of the Phantasm as well. The two feature films from that era. Because what I want him to do is I think his Bruce um, could be more like Kevin Conroy's in the sense where Kevin Conroy, at least throughout season one and during Mask of the Phantasm, he really came into his own with that voice. He figured out the Bruce voice for the Mask of the Phantasm movie and then throughout the rest of the series of Batman through the DCAU. He whispered as Batman and he was it was way more tonally like he would lower his voice and everything. But then in later seasons, he would kind of, his Batman voice slowly became what his original Bruce was while he made it darker and also lower, but he made his Bruce voice higher and more like enthusiastic. And Hey, what are you, what are you doing today? Harvey? It, how Lando Calrissian talks is how Bruce Wayne talks throughout that series. You're totally right. It's very mid-Atlantic. It's very, like, almost radio voice. Like, like 1940s, 50s radio voice. To attest to that, look at the Adam West comparison as well. So, if you're looking at it that way, I think that... And I don't think Rob at Bat and Bat's uh, 
voice needs to be altered in any way. I just think taking inspiration from different things. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and mine's kind of going in a similar take. Uh, in my voice, I just really want Val Kilmer in the context of where I'm taking this. Obviously, I think uh, Sekula and Alden are onto something with Adam West. I do think he's the best portrayal of Batman we've seen yet. <laughs> I am going to have Val Kilmer take a little bit of voice direction from Keaton. I think if there's one thing I don't dig about his portrayal as Batman, it's the voice sounding a little too similar to his his normal voice as Bruce Wayne. And I think like that nuance is just leaning a little bit more into how Keaton separates the voice. And I think that also just comes from the fact that at, his, at that point in his career, Keaton had already shown, uh, I think, a lot more range. I mean, he'd, he'd just gotten off of Beetlejuice before hopping into the role of Batman. I was going to ask 89 or 92. I would say 89. Uh, like, just the way he delivers that I'm Batman line in, in 89 is iconic enough to where I feel every other uh, live-action portrayal of Batman has been portrayed or compared to Keaton's take on that voice. Even Conroy's. Yeah, um, but I do, I do agree. By the time he got to Mask of the Phantasm and even uh, Sub Zero, Conroy stepped into his own in terms of finding that perfect balance. And uh, I, I think essentially we would just want some vocal training for Val Kilmer to kind of mimic that same vocal vocal pattern, but also keep it keep it his own. I think Batman still being taken seriously while looking a little buffoonish is the perfect take for for Batman for me. Imagine if it was his modern voice. That would be a little sad. Why are you so intent on Val Kilmer? Because Josh isn't here, okay? Because he's a great Batman. No, he's not. He's okay. He had one bad move. He had to deal with Joel Schumacher. I want to know why Nate thinks that he's a good Batman, because I think that he's fine. He's acceptable. He he does the role. I feel like I've expressed my case enough for why I think Val Kilmer is a very suitable actor to play Batman. You're replacing Robert Pattinson's voice with Adam West. You have no right to talk! build than Michael Keaton. Love Michael Keaton. That dude does not look anything like Batman. He makes the character work, but it looks like Billy Crystal is in a bat suit. I'm sorry. That's hilarious and that's right, but why Val Kilmer? There we go. We are now moving on to the emblem, but specifically the Batman emblem. Which one are you going with, or do you have your own design? Sakula, take it away. I am picking uh, the classic one from 1989. Uh, it has the yellow. Oh. The, the, the bat symbol. The ugly bat symbol? That's disgusting. The 89 bat symbol with those two extra humps is so Tim Burton looking to me, and I hate it. I hate those two extra humps at the bottom there. Returns is so much better. Um, the best bat symbol is this one. This is the iconic, the best, the most uh, uh, Batman. No, no, Perolsky's right here. This is the best bat symbol, period. The Batman 89 Batman logo is the best one, and it should be on the logo of the best Batman. I do think the cowl that you have picked does look a lot like this this emblem's cowl yeah yeah this symbol is batman all right batman 89 and if anybody disagrees they don't like batman i despise batman then all right alden what is your batman emblem all right i 
really like the utility of the one that is on the suit in the Batman. I like that that is the Batarang. I mean, it's not a Batarang, it's a- Well, yes, but it still is removable and it is a tool. It's not my favorite shape as an emblem, but I like the fact that it comes off the suit and he can use it. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I don't like about that emblem is the fact that it doesn't have ears. Like, I don't mind not having a point at the bottom, but the symbol for the movie right there is the, you know, it does have its little ears. And I'm, you know, that's all I ask for. Is it's because the bat symbol, I don't think technically works in the sky, but the one Matt Reeves does, like, it's the closest you can get it to. Yeah. Good pick, Holden. Yeah, Perolsky. So what I'm thinking is the Arkham series is the classic uh, simple bat and... What's so interesting about the Batman logo was for years, DC couldn't trademark it because you can't just trademark uh, a drawing of a bat like that. You can't, you're not allowed to do that. I don't really know all the rules, but you're not allowed to. So what DC did in 89 for the Keaton movie was put the yellow logo around it, but they didn't trademark Keaton's symbol. They trademarked the symbol they end up using in 89. That's the one that becomes the bat logo that you see everywhere. And the whole reason they did that with the yellow oval was to trademark the suit. And in the comic books at the time of the Tim Burton movies, before they had come out, they actually ended up changing the, how the bat suit looked completely to match with the Tim Burton movies. And that was the first time in the comics, it was in a Justice League comic, I think, that Batman wore a completely black suit and he had that logo. The excuse for the yellow emblem is the coolest thing ever to me. So in the comic, oh, why does he have the yellow emblem? You know, they'd be boring if Batman was just like, DC needed a trademark it. The excuse in the comics is because Robin's dumbass insists on wearing his bright yellow cape, <laughs> Bruce put the yellow on his chest so that it'd be a target for enemies and made it so that it would light up and enemies would shoot at it, which is the most reinforced part of his costume. So that way, it would avoid gunfire at Robin. What the fuck? That's so cool! What a great excuse! That's so extra. Get the fuck out of here. It's a, it's a comic book thing. If I'm picking the emblem just as a logo, nothing attached to it really, I do really appreciate the Batman Begins one though. Yeah, it's so good. It's like a sh more stretched out Arkham logo. Okay, mine is um, a classic. I think the best Batman emblem was uh, one of the first seen on TV, and that would be this one. Thank you. I personally like the Batman uh, 1966 movie emblem logo. Um, I think that it is uh, a lot of the my favorite elements. I do like how wide it is. And I also like that it doesn't have the extra two points at the bottom like the 89 logo. But it does have the big yellow border on his costume. And in my Batman, there is no Batman without Robin, in my opinion. It is such an important dynamic, and I really hope that Matt Reeves has the balls. They set, they plant all the seeds. They didn't have a cameo or an end credit seed or anything. That's fine. That's fine. I didn't need one. They plant all the seeds for the next movie, 
to be about acquiring Robin to the Bat family. It's going to happen, and if it doesn't, Matt Reeves is a coward. And maybe Warner Brothers is the coward. Warner Brothers, I, I honestly, whose track record seems to be worse. Right. K, or Peralski, I should say. Your justification, or the comics justification, for why Batman's emblem has a big yellow target on it is perfect. In my head, that canonizes... It's so great. The reason why this dark figure of the night would dare run around with a boy in a trapeze costume (laughs) is that he's the bullseye. He's the target. Shoot me. And, you know, hopefully Robin has some like enforced steel plates as well in this take that they're on his tights. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like on his short shorts or whatever, like, you know, make it happen. We, we need him to not get shot and killed in the first scene, but you know, I mean, Catwoman's costume in this movie wasn't much, but she had like five different ones each leather suit got like a little thicker that's what i'm thinking yeah exactly like it went from being like oh this is definitely a comic book character design to then like oh now we're getting into a good design like yeah she has some plating on her now but uh yeah this is the uh the iconic batman emblem for me i also think it does make the best silhouette in the sky although maybe not the most practical like we were talking about the logistics of it and like how it would actually look if you were to project it up in the sky it probably wouldn't be the best but in my opinion it is uh the best looking one that if you saw it in the sky you'd be like oh batman's there and there were a couple times in uh in the batman where i was like that looks nothing like a bat like he like looks up at the sky like a it's a line like a little like line going through a circle and i'm like it's the red cross symbol oh no not the red cross a d-tier non-profit organization in my opinion so in our fantasy going on here it's basically warner brothers just gave us four jackasses the rights to go and make four different batman movies because they're trying to set up a multiverse thing the canon of this is warner brothers is having four idiots in their 20s pitch the best batman (laughs) the best batman movie to make it's like when kiss did their solo albums oof and had the different people on the covers. So what we should do is all of us have the same like marker in it. And it's the Batman 66 logo that says Batman in it. And it's like, that's the market. Hell yeah. It, it's like, they know it's like project paranormal from scary box on. And we can have the, um, <laughs> consistently the same logo imprinted. Well, I, I like the emblems, but now we're talking about suits. You did great on this Nate, as usual, but Nate, the cape and the cowl that's literally the phrasing and you put the cape later on i can't get over it two separate things but the phrase is the cape and the cowl and i'm so hurt that you put it so late well the cape might be my favorite part of the batman costume so i wanted to save it for later in the episode so people (laughs) stuck around for it if i'm being completely honest Okay for the cowl. I knew shit would get messy when we start talking about actors and a- emblems and shit, so. That was definitely the messiest moment was the actor. Uh, Sekula, what is your dream bat suit? What is Robert Pattinson voiced by Adam West rocking in your universe? <laughs> the suit, I'm going with the Batman. The, the Nolan suit is really good. Um, I actually have a soft spot for the for batman and robin as far as like we're talking about suits the batman is the best suit 
to me. You know, the, the chest of the suit is, uh, you know, armor plating where you've got like this cape with like the, the popped collar look. This suit has like segmented elements. Yeah, to help you out with that, like it really looks flexible and actually usable unlike some other suits. Yes. Because there's a lot of bulletproof or heavy duty suits that we've seen on screen that just look like solid pieces and some of them can't turn their heads, which is funny. But this one has a bunch of segmented pieces with very small area in between to still be pretty well bulletproofed and everything. So I would like it too, but it's not what I pick. Feels bulletproof. He gets shot like a million times. He gets shot over and over and over and over again. If you've watched this movie, Batman gets shot like a sh- That shotgun blast at the end of the movie? <laughs> or the Darth Vader hallway scene? That's- yeah. Yeah, the hallway scene's sick. Yeah, he gets shot like a million times. But then, you know, he's wearing just like cargo pants also. Like, he's just wearing cargo pants and Doc Martens. Stop spoiling mine! That's the best idea I've ever had. Top to bottom, it's bulletproof. He gets shot in the head. He gets shot in the body. He gets shot in the arms. It doesn't matter. I don't think he gets shot in the head. This suit is the best suit imaginable. I feel like you have a, uh, a different take here. What oh, is the man. dream Batman suit for you, Alden Mason? Well, I want to just shout out Travis Scott and his horrendous decision to have a brown Batman suit and made him temporarily delete his Instagram. Oh, that's not your pick? The cockroach suit? Bro, I thought you were going to pick that. I was going, I was going to, but in my research of this, I found a better one from the 50s in the comics. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. In 1957, they released a comic, number 241, where he's just straight up in a rainbow bat suit. He makes an appearance in Batman the Brave and the Bold series. Yes, yes he does. I must, Robin, I must wear a different colored Batman costume each night. I see this suit wearing the red sun cowl. But Batman, last night you wore the green costume and tonight you're wearing the red. Why? <laughs> can Wait, can I change my Batman voice to just Nate doing the voice for Batman over Robert Pattinson? I must, Robin, I must wear a different colored Batman costume each night. Bruce is on some shit. Was he dosed with fear gas? Featuring the rainbow Batman. Uh, I, I like this choice a lot. I do like the cameo in The Brave and the Bold. I thought that that suit was sick. Is, is there a specific reason, Alden? Or is it just like you like the rainbow aesthetic? Bro, gay pride Batman all the way. It's because he's gay. Well, probably. But also the fact that Batman is known for kind of just being hidden in the shadows and the impossibility of doing that with this suit. Yeah, his cape is straight up a flag. Yeah, you want me to make this worse? So imagine this suit, right? But you have George Clooney's suit with the nipples on it. <laughs> I hate that. And of course, this suit has the red sun cowl on it. It's It's got the hat on. It doesn't make any sense. And he's just straight up fighting for Ukraine right now. This is Twitter's favorite Batman. <laughs> if the nipples don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> 
Exactly. All right, sick. Uh, Peralski, is this your Batman suit here? The best one? So I really like the new 52 design. Back when they created the comic Flashpoint and reset the universe, uh, which then they start doing every four years for both Marvel and DC, which is stupid as shit but whatever jim lee's modern design where i remember reading a newspaper article about it where it was like batman and superman ditch the underwear and i was like what and i read this and it was just talking about how after their 70 or 65 years i think it was at the time they finally got rid of them wearing underwear over the suit but no i think jim lee is of course i believe he's the head of dc now i i've always loved his art i mean he did all the art for the flashpoint comics his art directly inspires the dc animated movie universe from that was based off of the flashpoint stuff and i just love the simplicity of it i know a lot of people always bitch that they're like it's just lines and i'm like but it's it's a comic book you know like you gotta give some excuse to the tactileness that can't be explained because honestly if you want to just go the nanotech route that's fine but then i feel like at that point it's kind of you know i mean there's a reason they killed tony stark off and then we haven't seen a lot of nanotech recently in the mcu you know i i feel like that having those lines adds some things to it but once again the Arkham Knight suit, that shit is fire. Well, speaking of suits, I do think the new 52, uh, like, Lee design for the modern take on Batman, I think without this version of the suit, I don't think that the Batman would have the look that it does now. I do agree. It's very, it's very streamlined. It's very militaristic. Like, I, I agree with you, John, that I think that that redesign was, was solid. Yeah, it's a great pick. It's not where I'm going, but I, I do think, like, if you you were to bring this suit from the comics to life and could make it agile and mobile like the Batman suit, uh, it would probably be the, the perfect blend of me. I like the multicolors as well. That's huge for me. I know Arkham Origins isn't a testament to how realism something looks in a video game, but in Arkham Knight and Arkham Origins, the new 52 suit's an unlockable skin. And, you know, that's good enough to me where I'm like, oh, look at that. Like, I feel like it's ripped off the page pretty well, you know. It, it, yeah, there's some artistic integrity to it, but I, I think it's great. I, I, I just love it. Plus, Jim Lee, once again, I love that man. He's so cool. Bro, Flashpoint changed the direction of DC so hard. when, And that's why it was so exciting that there was going to be Batman v Superman in the Justice League, and then it all went downhill so quick. Speaking of throwbacky, we are going to my Batman suit. Let's go. <laughs> this is the bat suit that I would want. Now, I know what you're thinking. What? So he takes one shot to the chest and he's probably out for the count, right? <laughs> well, maybe, but underneath this purple, uh, tinted bat suit. <laughs> the Robert Pattinson Batman suit underneath. <laughs> so he just looks jacked. He looks like an absolute unit. But then he's got this like really vibrant design. And, and I think a similar way as like Alden's. Like I do think that him hiding in the shadows and being able to disappear is, is great. But I think he could do that with another element of my costume that I'm going to be talking about later. This purple suit is Perfect for diverting bullets from Robin 
onto himself. And that's what we need, because this man's a tank. He's bulletproof. We've already talked about it. He apparently got shot in the head in the movie and everyone else missed it. <laughs> he's uh he's he's unstoppable and this is the way that batman should look to me i think again that it fits so well with the cowl that i have selected it, it's like they were made for each other and um they were time i see it i i think of the dark knight returns where in the comic you know how he's drawn huge and then in the cartoon he's also drawn huge well the first one he wears the classic blue suit with the big bat logo so when i just think of how <laughs> big adam west looked i'm like damn that's that's batman in his blue suit at the beginning of the dark knight returns and i, I like that it's not shiny at all even the more militar militaristic ones specifically the dark knight trilogy i feel like the suit it's not matte it's not it it has too much of a reflection on it and it defeats the whole purpose of it being so dark in the first place like if a light can shine off of it and bounce like it does in the movies it, it pisses me off like the, it was a cinematographer's choice <laughs> it was a cinematographer's choice but like yeah no it needs to be matte it needs to it, like even this ref, this purple suit would be less reflective to light nate you just brought up a point that even on my other viewings of the batman seeing this movie as many times as I had in varying qualities, there was just that factor of his suit is just so toned down. Like, it's not what I think really defeats the Nolan suit is the rubberiness of it. Whereas Pattinson's suit is not very rubbery looking. But when he moves and the light shines on the symbol where the blade is for the utility knife, it's so perfect because, like, the reflection only bounces off the logo. But everything else, it's very dim and toned down, and the light doesn't really bounce off of it. Except Except for these leathery looking parts like his cowl and his cape. Alrighty, Sakula, we are on to you for the best bat belt. I'm between the Nolan belt and the the Batman belt. Good belt? The Batman belt. You like he actually like does stuff with the belt. Like he pulls stuff out of it. You know, like it's actually there's things in that belt that he uses, and I love that. But as far as design goes, I'm going with the Dark Knight. I love that that belt, the way that it looks. He has to, you know, have the Harry Potter spell on it or a Mary Poppins spell on it to be able to just infinitely pull his shit off of it. I was just thinking that. He had the belt is very cool to look at for one. It's a cool looking belt. Like design wise, it's fantastic. I love it. It looks like it has like compartments and little pieces and stuff. And if we're building our best Batman, I want our Batman to look cool. So I'm picking the Dark Knight belt. Alden, what is your belt? What is the best Batman belt to you, Alden? The bigger the belt, the yellower the belt, and the more that's on the belt is the best belt. Um, I really like when Adam West just has the right gadget for the right thing, as we were just talking about. And I think his yellow belt sometimes is probably perfect and definitely goes well with the suit I picked. True. This one would have no issue fitting on a rainbow suit at all. Exact. Good choice, Alden. I, I like it. I'm really hoping that the technological advancements in The Batman 2... <laughs> the Batman 2... Oh. Batman duo i hate that never mind no the batman dynamic duo ah 
Fine, I'll stop. I hope, but no, that doesn't fit the vibe. Hear me out. The Batman and the Robin. Versus the Joker. <laughs> no. No Joker, please. So, in my eyes, Alden, I agree with everything you were saying. The yellowness is what I miss. Batman v Superman was so close because that is almost a direct rip of like the new 52 belt and i love the arkham games belts they're really pouchy yeah the arkham games belts are are a good and the nolan's a little too brown for me but like if you goldenize it you know a little bit more yeah like oh look at the batman v superman belt was so cool i i think if we made that a little yellow clean crisp be my favorite I agree. So, Nate, if he picked uh, the, the 66, do you have a different choice? What were you thinking? Um, mine's very similar to the the Adam West Batman belt, um, but I actually need, like, bigger and yellower. <laughs> oh, boy. So I think I'm going to go with Braven uh, the Bold belt. Oh, boy. Um, it needs to be bulky. It needs to be Batman Brave and the Bold's belt. Any animated series, basically. Like, even the old animated series, the belt is just these giant squares. Like, each one needs to be its own compartment. And the utility of it is is crucial, like we were saying. And I think that um, the Batman Brave and the Bold design for the belt specifically is the right size to scale for... Like, look at this co Halloween costume that Trevor did wear in 2014. <laughs> I do have a very cursed picture of him and I as Batman and Robin. Wait, is that going to be in the episode? If I can find the photo on Facebook, it will be. Um, well, I might have to crop out some bat bulge, but... <laughs> this belt is, like, half of the torso of the costume, pretty much. And that's how it needs to look, uh, because, yes, he needs the bat shark repellent. He needs the the bat, like, whatever the hell syringe thing that is on the Batman's uh, suit that, like, quick revived him so he could, like, defend Catwoman. Oh, yeah, an adrenaline shot? Yes. Yeah, he needs that in there. He Dude, when he Nicky sixed himself in the movie, I was like, no shit. Yeah, when when he like gives himself the Uma Thurman like adrenaline shot to the <laughs> chest, like for the quick revive, I was I was screaming in the theater, mostly because some guy's unwashed feet were on my head. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to theaters ever again. Uh, Wait, did you go with Josh Kubis? No, I didn't go with Josh Kubis. I uh, I went with my parents at a sold out theater in uh, St. Pete, Florida, the Tyrone Mall, Cobb cinema plaza yikes big thumbs down wouldn't recommend multiple people in my theater were there was a guy facetiming the movie to a friend with like his airpods in oh that's how i watched it there was another guy live <laughs> tweeting as he like with with notifications on like ringer on like i could hear him typing on my row like six spots down the couple next to me was making out Yes, they were a gay couple. It didn't bother me that they were gay, but it did bother me that their legs were getting into my seat. And then behind me was a man with very long legs. So I understand he had to put his feet up somewhere. I get it. I, I get it. Well, I don't because I'm short as fuck. But if I were tall, I would want my legs extended. <laughs> and he was sitting right behind my mom and she stood up in the theater and was like, please don't put your feet on the back of my seat. So then he switched with his date and then put his legs up on the back of mine. And I didn't mind until about two hours into this three hour long epic he decided to take his shoes off and he did not have washed feet there's no way or these socks
socks were like two weeks old, I was a gagging. I was like, I feel like I'm in Gotham right now. Like I'm, I'm actually about to vomit. That's the RPX experience. That's the 4D experience. I would absolutely love if you could put your <laughs> shoes back on though. Like, like no, no problems here. Like just please, dear God. And he was like, yeah, no worries. And uh, then I sat down and uh, yeah, had some had some other feet on me from the the makeout session uh, next next to me. The movie was great. That sounds like a uh, Kino viewing experience. That's the Florida theater experience. No, no, it's RPX. If you want the experience of being in the movie, you will experience the smells of the movie. And I'm sorry, but like the smells of the the Batman include the smells of bad feet. Because, you know, he doesn't wash his fucking suit, right? He goes out every night. He gets it dry cleaned. Alfred washes the suit. Well, I guess he's blown up most of the movie. <laughs> Can we talk about how mobile his suit is? I thought he was freaking Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah, he just had a bag. What if he has a more collapsible suit? Especially when you look at when he lifts up his arm. It is just a chest plate. He has no protection on his ribs. Yeah, but he's bulletproof. Shut up. Yeah, he has plot armor. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on to probably one of the most important features of the Batman design. We are talking about the cape. John Sekula, what is your cape? I love the the Batman take on the cape. That's my favorite actually take on the cape. Instead of having like the Nolan type cape, he turns it into like a wingsuit. Like a like the kind of wingsuit that people have when they dive through like canyons and shit. Yeah, he looks like a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, he has like a flying squirrel type wingsuit. And he dives off of a building and he midway through his dive, he goes under a bridge and he eats shit. And it's fucking amazing. <laughs> like how he gets up there too. He's like Oh, and like limping off and then just slowly starts to run again. He gets up like it's nothing, but you know that all of his bones are broken. But let's pretend he's not, right? That is a fantastic version of Batman. I love that. I love the fact that uh, wings it. That being said, for my cape, I'm picking the Nolan cape. The version, the, 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 the cape from the Nolan verse. The one that performs the same task? No, because in the Nolan verse, it acts as like a hang glider and acts as like a hang glider and also a parachute. He can jump off a building and hang glide and act like it's nothing. There's no consequences. Like if he hit something, it would be at zero velocity. Like he can just glide. That's why I'm picking the Nolan cape. Because it defies physics? Not only does it look like what Batman's cape should look like, but also he glides. He glides and then he lands and it's, he, he lands good. He had more practice with it than I would say Robert Pattinson's Batman did. I think he needs to fly more in the next movie though. I really like the point of view shot or like the really weird like <laughs> like mounted head camera shot that they had with him flying. I was like, this is kind of silly, but I like it. It, I, it makes you feel panic. Whoa, I'm jumping. You know, like that. At least that's the feeling that I got from it. It felt like when you go to like a, like a theme park and they have like the slingshot thing and they like have like the little like webcam as you're like going up in the slingshot and you're like flipping through the air. It felt like that, but they just put it on the Batman and then like. He He's like flying and failing. Well, he's not even flying. He's falling with style. <laughs> 
All right, Alden, what is your dream cape? All right, well, in contrast to Nolan's cape, I'm going to pick the Batman's cape because I really like how it forms into a wingsuit. It's not just, oh, the cape hardens into a perfect glider shape. It's this cape wraps around him and forms an actual glider. It felt a little too Fortnite for me. But he eats shit. That that was his skill. That's not because of the cape itself. But he eats shit. Yes, we heard you say he eats shit like 30 times, Sakula. We got it. Yeah, but Alden doesn't get it. No, I don't care. This is one aspect of the cape. It looks sick when he's on his motorcycle. It looks sick when he's walking down a hallway getting shot. It looks sick when he flings it in someone's face. Like, he does really well with this cape. It is really well designed. It doesn't look ugly at all. But it doesn't glide good. And that's his ability, not the cape. I agree. It, it looked like it was his first time ever trying it. Like, he's, like, strapping on, like, the thing to make sure he doesn't fall, and then he just goes for it with everyone chasing him up the stairs. Like, it was risky. It was a risky move. Nate, you're proving my point. No, I'm not. I'm proving Alden's point. There's no point to prove. Like, his ability is not representative of the cape. No, he's too young into being Batman to be fully confident in every capability that he's going to have. Alfred solved the riddles for him. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's not he's not fully formed yet. Hopefully by the next like movie or year 4 of being Batman or whatever, whenever they decide to set the next one, hopefully he's using that glider a little bit stronger, a little bit better, maybe a little bit more fluid and gravity defying like in The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, cuz he has to teach Robin how to use it too at that point cuz he's going to be like, "All right, you're going to eat shit your first few times. <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot." <laughs> 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 you won't have a Catwoman to comfort you, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have Barbara Gordon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> <laughs> what? Please, no. Uh, Alden, with the Batman cape, is there any uh, alterations that you would make to it, or do you think it's going to work perfectly just fine as is with the rainbow suit? No. So the alteration is it is still colored with the rainbow suit it is just a flag on his back nice so he's just gliding like a fucking flying squirrel through the streets of gotham and he's still probably gonna eat shit and you think that that's the best version of this cape yep i dig it makes sense to me all right fine as long as you accept that fine on his fifth try he's going to land perfect yeah his fifth try but we've seen the first try and he eats shit yeah Exactly, it's the first try. It's not the fault of the cape, it's the fault of the user. Spider-Man swings into a billboard! Yeah. This is insane to me. Spider-Man swings into a billboard. Spider-Man misses a web shot and just falls to the ground. Spider-Man's also a fucking super... Spider-Man... Guys, I also don't give a fuck about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man's also a superhero who can withstand being hit by a fucking train. Like, he is... Uh, one of the strongest heroes in the Marvel Universe. He is, like, basically a god compared to fucking Batman. So, me, Perolsky's pick for the cape, Arkham Knight, because... Nice. I like the texturing to it, and you don't eat shit when you're flying in, in this game. Well... Well, I do, because I suck at that game, but... <laughs> but I'm fucking the Batman, so... <laughs> the, literally, the motto of the game was, be the Batman. Good job, Nate. I'm glad you fell a few times. I was too busy being the Robin. <laughs> I, I wanted to play as Nightwing, damn it! <laughs> 
hey, Gotham Knights will just be delayed again and we'll never get to play as any of the sidekicks. Yeah, we will. Eventually. In 2029. Right after GTA 6 gets a trailer. And Dune 2 comes out. <laughs> and Avatar 3. I, I like that this this cape is kind of that blend of practical, like we were saying with like the last two of like, oh, you can actually glide with this shit. Uh, playing the game, it controls pretty well. <laughs> Dude, to be fair too, like this game came out in 2016. Like I know they spent like four years working on it. I think it was 2016. Four, I remember it getting delayed a bunch of times. I just remember not only the trailers, because like those original teasers look real. Especially when he puts the mask on, the eyes, those, it's ridiculous. You look at this game and like the way the water flows off the cape is so, like those tablecloths where the water just flows off it. It's so satisfying and so pretty. And I just love that extra little detail of those extra little textures, you know. It almost looks like there's uh, different materials making up the different layers of the cape like that. That's my pick. I like your pick a lot. I think it blends the two elements of the last ones we talked about. Uh, I, I, I like a different cape quite a bit, and it's not probably the one that you're thinking. I do really, really like the Batman Returns cape. It's so good. It's so big. Like, when he fully extends it, and he's, like, dropping down in an alleyway or whatever, it's like... It's like at least 12 feet wide. They put metal rods in the bottoms of those so that he can lift it up. Is it bulletproof though? Is the Batman Returns cape bulletproof? Because the Nolan one is. I'm gonna assume yes. Batman Returns is more bulletproof than any of the other suits. Penguin shoots that guy like a thousand times and then he rips off his latex mask at the end of the movie. And I'm like, he just got shot. Is it explicitly bulletproof? Because the Dark Knight cape is explicitly bulletproof. That's literally part of it, is that it's bulletproof, that it's made of like this weird Kevlar material. Is it bulletproof? Well, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> this is my definitive Batman, and there's one thing that I want to blend with uh, everything I was previously saying about the Batman Returns cape, the length, the width, everything like that. But I do kind of have to agree with Edna Mode that capes aren't always the most practical. And I think that there's one take nice. of Batman that does a fantastic job of blending practicality and multi-purpose. I took it in the Batman, the most recent adaptation, when he does apply the gliding cape, it's not something that he currently had attached to him. He had to pull it out either from underneath his current cape or it was on his utility belt and had to reapply it. He's like zipping it up as the police are chasing him up the set. It's not necessarily attached. His cape turned into the gliding suit. There was a whole thing with him putting another suit on, zipping it up and giving a look like, I don't know if this is going to work. And I think that was perfect in the context of that movie. That was the cape that he was wearing that he converted into a wingsuit. Exactly. Exactly. So it's the same thing. Thing. That's great and all, but a cape that comes out of the back of the suit, like the Batman Beyond cape, is the perfect version. However, there's one major change I would make. It needs to be as big as the Batman Returns cape, so it needs to be massive. It needs to be twice as long. It can't be this, like, cheated, like, halfway under the arm kind of thing. Like, no, 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 this needs to fully extend. Oh, like, Batman Begins size. Like, that thing gets out there. Yeah, it needs to be a gigantic cape, but instead of it being red underneath, it needs to be yellow to match his emblem. I knew you were gonna say that. 
and to be a bigger target. This is the definitive Batman cape because it he doesn't always need to have it on. When he's fighting people, sometimes it gets in the way. Sometimes it's a bit of a hindrance. Someone can step on it. There's two goons dragging him at the end of the Batman by his cape. They wouldn't be able to drag him if they were grabbing him by his arms, but they're pulling him by his cape and he doesn't have the ability to reach back. So the fact that this can pull back into his suit and he only has the cape when he needs it, it's the best cape. Edna Mode knows how to design a suit. So I'm going with... Batman Beyond mixed with Batman Returns giant ass detachable cape. Sexy. These boots were made for walking. And yes, that is right. We are on to the Nancy Sinatra round. These boots are made for walking. Sakula, what is the best Batman boot for you? I looked at a lot of Batman boots for this round. The Batman is the wettest Batman and the wettest Gotham that has ever existed. It is just the wettest. It is so moist. It is so damp. It's so humid. So rainy. Just the wettest. Yeah, why is Gotham in Florida? Yeah, it's set in Florida with a bunch of Scottish castles. And I found that in The Batman, Doc Martens are not good for moisture. They are if you seal them. Shut the fuck up. If you wear Doc Martens when it's raining, uh, your, your socks are gonna get wet as fuck. And when I was watching The Batman, um, all I could think about when he was walking through those massive <laughs> was how Nate's theater smelled. <laughs> <laughs> all I could think about when he was wash- walking through those massive puddles was how wet his socks would be. Especially when he's like chugging through at the end and the- there's just a wake behind him and it's like, oh, exactly. So, you know, his socks are soaked. He's got a Vietnam situation going on. He has gangrene going on in his shoes. Like, he is... So does Alden. Yeah. So I picked Batman 1989's boots. If you Google them, you will see that they go up to almost the knee, okay? These Batman 89 shoes, not only do they go up... Built on Nikes. There's this piece... That goes from like the base of the toes to the top of the shin that not only protects the foot, but also will protect against moisture. So these shoes are not only going to protect against moisture, but also any kind of kickage, uh, any kind of uh, attacking that happens at the foot area. And once and for all, he can prove that white men can jump. And I think that that might be the most important feature. These honestly remind me of those knee-high Converse that that one girl in your middle school would wear. God. Alden, I was that one girl in your middle school. (laughs) I'm gonna throw up. I appreciate you. They were hard to fit over my calves. Yeah, because, Nate, you have fucking massive calves, okay? Like, you are you are the calf king. Thank you. The calf man. I've looked at all of the, the boots that Batman has ever had, and these are the best ones. They're best for water. They're best for kicking. They're best for being kicked. They're best for traction. I don't understand why anybody would pick anything otherwise, because every other Batman shoe allows water in, has a structural... Uh, deformities. Actually, I disagree because there is one boot that is stronger than these um, and that is the boot or rather part of the suit that uh, Batman has in Batman v Superman and his mecha Batman suit. You're gonna use mecha Batman boots on your Russian hatted Batman? (laughs) 
Yes. Look, I don't think that we should count the Batman v Superman. Yeah, we are counting it. I'm sure we are. I don't think we should is my thing. Yeah, you have this skin tight suit or whatever. You've got the red sun cowl or hat or whatever it is. And then you have these giant boots with metal spikes on the bottom. These are huge. They are massive. And they're able to actually kick Superman. So that that's very beneficial. Unlike uh, Bella when she punches Jacob in the face, you know, in those the Batman <laughs> prequels we watched, Alden. She breaks her hand, you know. It's like if Bruce went to punch Superman, he'd be like, ow, my knuckles. I gotta say, uh, yeah, these, these would definitely uh, be bulky. It would be good for a lot of situations. There's no way in hell water's getting into these. Absolutely not. No. The one thing I will say is they would remind me of the Lego Batman games when you have the metallic boots activated and you're just walking around like that sound design traumatized me there is a break in these boots there's a break between like the heel and the ankle like you can see it even in the picture we're looking at there's a break right it's not seamless there's no there is a seam there where water can get in. Well, there's gotta be a seam so he can move his foot. That doesn't mean that it's not watertight. He's wearing a bat suit underneath that. Yeah, I mean, there's seams all over Iron Man suits, but most of those are waterproof. There has to be a seam in this boot, but in the one that I mentioned, there is no seam. The one you mentioned is two pieces and one piece is on top of a Nike tennis shoe. No, it's not. The one that I mentioned has no seams. It is a boot that goes up to the knee. These also go up to the knee. It's also a sneaker. No, it's not. The one that I mentioned has no seam. It goes from foot to... <laughs> it's based off of a Nike shoe. The one that I mentioned goes from foot to below the knee, okay? The one that you're mentioning has seams, meaning there can be water getting in there, meaning that's uncomfortable. Batman's socks are wet in the version you're mentioning. I don't think they are. No. I think they are. I Look at it. There's seams in it. I'm seeing a lot more seams in your choice than I am in Alden's. This dude is wearing a tank around a normal Batman suit. So that would be like if he put on armored shoes over top of your shoes, which are pretty much just sneakers with a, a, a chalice over them. Okay, then we should be picking the fucking Superman Batman suit for every goddamn option. That almost feels like cheating. If you're talking about boots that, that, that are good for Batman... You're talking about the ones that don't get fucking water in them. Yeah, you can put metal and leg parts on top of them. That doesn't make them better. That just makes them more resilient to Superman. All right, let's see if Perolski can find a seamless pair of uh, shoes for Batman to wear. Uh, Arkham Knight. Um... So the nice thing about this Batman compared to every Batman we've ever seen on screen, except for a little bit of Robert Pattinson, I believe, is what I like about the old Iron Man movies was uh, Tony used to wear that undersuit. And in the later on movies, you know, he didn't have to anymore, I guess, but he used to wear that full undersuit. In Arkham Knight, he wears a full undersuit underneath the suit, underneath the suit. So this man's in layers, but... I think the boots 
Once again, you know, boots and shin guards are kind of, you know, separate, but we're counting them. So it's kind of like, I, I think uh, the utility of it and being designed based off of knight's armor, like that's my favorite thing about that Tim Burton b- boot in the front of that, how it just like slides up the leg when he walks. Ah. So clean, so perfect. Yeah, these are sick. These kind of remind me of like the best elements of the Keaton like 89 like boot design. Oh, the one that I said? Yeah, they remind me of that, but these ones seem a little bit better and a little bit more practical just due to the fact that like the the plating of them looks more unified all the way through like it doesn't look like that there's a nike air uh, pro <laughs> 2 underneath the bottom as the shoe base like this this all in all like kind of has that cleated design that like more militaristic boot style of the uh the mecha suit that alden selected for his boots but uh yeah these ones look cool I, I like this. This does feel like a, a comfortable middle ground between the last two boots we talked about. Arkham Knight all around has a pretty good suit. I, uh, yeah, I realized, I mean, kind of like the other thing with the DC animated universe picks I had, I was like, damn. So I'm going for a slightly different style. I'm guessing that you weren't anticipating um, my Batman is going to actually take like a bit more of like an edgier uh, tone in my last few picks here. Uh, Given the fact that we have Val Kilmer in pretty much Adam West's uh, bat suit, but with an even bigger belt and a gigantic uh, detachable cape, but I do think there needs to be a little bit of edge to Batman, and I can't imagine Batman wearing anything besides Doc Martens. Now, they would have shin-guarded plates that would cover up the laces and stuff like that, because it really would be a burden to get water. Doc Martens have no traction. There's no snow. Okay, but hear me out. These are not Doc Martens, okay? These are Nate Martens. Nice. <laughs> the Nate Martin boot are going to have cute little like bat wings on like the back of them that are going to kind of like jet out like angularly kind of like the bottom of the emblem <laughs> like the flash suits just a little bit just for just for pizzazz but they have the perfect yellow accents you're talking like hermes yeah yes yes that would be great if batman could then have super speed <laughs> He doesn't, but that would be cool. And I think that these would be great because uh, aesthetically, I, I think that they'd, they'd match the rest of the suit pretty well. But also practically, I, I think Doc Martens are getting slandered right now, but the Nate Martens with the Hermes styled bat wings on them. And yellow accents. Yeah, he'd have yellow laces too. Not that they'd really be visible under the shin guards. I think everything else I've obviously been opting for practical and serious. So I just had to add a little bit of fun to the boots. I don't think they really matter that much. Um, but I do. I don't want his feet getting wet. You, you do bring up a good point there, Sakula. So we are now moving on to arguably the most important category yet. What is your Batman's theme song? Sakula, you're up first. Is it a Nirvana song? My first choice was the uh, the Batman theme. Uh, it's extremely good. The new Batman theme is by far my favorite Batman theme, uh, personally. Yikes! That those those strong strings. Yeah, the Batman that's on the soundtrack does not I think of when I'm thinking of the Batman theme, but it's it's in that album somewhere. But that being said, I'm picking the Batman 89 theme. Uh, it is the most iconic Batman theme. When I, he- when I see Batman in any form, no matter what form it is, I hear 
that uh that 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 theme i can't even think of another theme that's as iconic as the original batman 89 theme it defines batman for me yeah the danny elfman theme it's iconic it's probably the most iconic superhero theme song exactly it's literally on par with the original superman theme and the uh the spider-man theme from the uh raimi films also danny elfman yeah exactly he's brilliant yeah oingo boingo did a lot for superhero films Anyways, if we have an actual discussion about this after I'm done talking and somebody actually thinks that there's another uh, theme song that is better than this, I might cry. All right, cool. Alden, what is your Batman theme? I think that the theme that plays at the start of Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin, which is just the Scooby-Doo theme. I have a backup if we're trying to be more Batman-y, but it's... I appreciate that one the most. Scooby, Scooby, do we're looking for you? Scooby, Scooby, do I own two VHS copies of this movie and a DVD. I made a playlist on YouTube that's just called uh, Alden Memes, and it's I have it. One is uh, 2005 commer- nostalgic commercials, and it's just like all the like cake batter commercials and everything and zoo pals and all that shit zoo pals yeah do i need my backup or is this good enough this works for me the scooby-doo theme song works as the batman theme song i guess and i think it fits my batman pretty well yeah i mean he is the world's greatest detective exactly well not in the batman he's kind of bad at his job but he gets there but he's trying and that's what matters So Shirley Walker, who was an apprentice to Danny Elfman during the Tim Burton movies, went on to score Mask of the Phantasm and redo these Danny Elfman-esque themes. And the Mask of the Phantasm opening theme is like two minutes long, so it's a little long. But if you skip to the one minute and 23 second mark, what happens is it's also the theme from the moment that Batman first puts on the mask in the movie. Ooh. Alfred just says, my God. And the script from that is so cool because it says in the script, Alfred now looks at the boy he once, once thought he had raised and sees that he's become more than just a man. He's become something else. He's become vengeance. And I'm like, oh my God. And then it says, cut to white eyes. And I'm like, oh my God. And that theme is playing. And that theme will just make me cry every time. Shirley Walker. The Mask of the Phantasm score is why, way too epic. Is so much better than the movie. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> like it could have been the score for the tim burton movies like it could have been the batman Returns score it's almost too epic like it's it's definitely too epic for mask of the phantasm but it would almost be too epic for the actual movies as well um it honestly you know how they do those like touring like john williams kind of like yeah like orchestra things and like you can watch like return of the jedi with like the orchestral score like all the way through and stuff like that yeah um those are great i've been to a couple uh i did one for in 
Indiana Jones and it was like it was it was cool to see Raiders of the Lost Ark with like an actual orchestra playing it. It gets a little repetitive hearing the same like, you know, da 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 but it's fun. But if they were ever to do a like live orchestra Mask of the Phantasm, I would buy my tickets months in advance. Like that score is stupidly good. It's like Hans Zimmer at Coachella cuz that shit is wild. <laughs> <laughs> And then him coming out with a guitar and just shredding. Whoa. Now, my Batman theme song is definitely taking a little bit uh, of a curve. Doesn't oh totally fit anything I've set up yet. But um, if you haven't seen the movie The Crow, uh, it's got one of the best original soundtracks ever made. I agree. You are the creature from The Crow. Thanks. It's a who's who of alternative music in arguably the biggest year for alternative music. Uh, at least one of. In the early 90s, you had Nine Inch Nails, you had the Violent Femmes, you had uh, uh, Jesus and the Mary Chain, Rage Against the Machine, Stone Temple Pilots, literally everyone who was anyone is on this soundtrack. The main theme of the movie is Burn by The Cure, an original song created for the movie, like all these other freaking hits. There's not a skip on this album, in my opinion. I've listened to it cover to cover probably more than any other original soundtrack. Burn by The Cure would be the ultimate Batman theme. Uh, specifically, probably something more in lines with the tone of the Batman. But you know what? I would be totally down for it in my version of Batman 2 uh, with, with Val Kilmer and all these fun, colorful outfits. A another nomination that I can't neglect uh, if Kubis were still with us. Rest in peace, brother. Kiss from a Rose by Seal is a fantastic Batman theme song. Oh, yeah. But for me, it would be Burn. Just to just to be clear, Kubis is not dead. Well, we don't know that. He is at an AEW show. He could have gotten pulled in. Isn't he at an AEW show in Florida? If you say that, the audience might be like, oh, fuck, did he die? Rest in peace. Damn, he's actually fucking dead. That sucks. Don't worry, his death date will not be on our wiki page yet. He's he's not dead. He's just a piece of shit. That's the only... That's that's it. Burned by the Cure is my pick for a Batman theme. It's a beautiful song. It's long. It, you wouldn't need all of it. Uh, kind of how they use it in The Crow is you just get to the best part, and then, uh, yeah, you can listen to it on the OST. Now, the final spot here before we pick the definitive Batman from everything that's been selected. Sakula, what is the dream Batman? Batmobile. I think that the dream Batmobile is the 60s Batmobile. The one with the red trim. Yes. I love the tumbler. I love the new one that's just basically a muscle car. Um, and I love the Tim Burton one. So the 60s Batmobile, which is basically just a, a muscle car that's been modified um, with some red trim. I love that. It's my favorite. That car... <laughs> with a rocket engine like the most modern versions of the uh batmobile have that's what the batmobile should be that's it's my pick it's a beautiful car yeah 60s batmobile with a rocket engine that's it Peralski, what is your dream batmobile the arkham asylum original batmobile from the series not the more tank like one this one the game was, of course, uh, co-written by Paul Dini, who wrote a lot of the animated series. And, uh, of course, they had that design practically based off of the animated series. 
in a more modern way for at least 2009. Yeah, I, I really love that version of the car. It 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 feels a lot uh, a lot less animated looking than the uh, animated series car, but. I love the drag race type, especially with the Keaton car and everything. And I even really like the Batman v Superman car because I feel like it feels more superhero-like than the Batmobile. Because the Batmobile is a very, to me, realistic tank type of thing. I like that this car looks a lot like the video games that you see the car in. And even in all the modern comics, you know, like the car looks more like that. Press X to doubt. The Batmobile is not a tank type of thing. The Batmobile is a car. The Tumblr's a tank. The Batmobile is a car that's been modified in such a way that it can go extremely fast. It also has lots of capabilities, um, but it can go extremely fast. The, the, the Batman v Superman car is a tank. I don't accept that as a Batmobile. This one's definitely a car. Dark Knight Returns, the comic from 1989. It was literally a tank he drove. That's what inspired the Tumblr. That's sacrilege. That's sacrilege. The That's one of the most popular Batman comics ever. The Batmobile needs to be a car. There's a comic book panel with uh, Batman talking to Robin about why he keeps everything so advanced in the uh, Batcave and he's like I always have to be at least two steps ahead I can't be further ahead because then they'll get suspicious with what I'm doing and he's like so I'll always be two steps ahead of the curb and I was like nice I do like your pick, Peralski, from the Arkham Asylum. This was the best vehicle in those games to drive, as well as uh, as well as like the aesthetics of it. It it blends the design from the animated series into like, oh, you could actually drive this thing because like the animated series car, it's too flat. <laughs> it's like a limo, like it's stretched so far in the front. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I I, I want to hear what Alden's pick is for the best uh, Batmobile. As I I disagree that the Batmobile has to be a car of sorts. My pick is a car of sorts. Oh, I thought you were gonna go Batman Beyond, you bastard. I really like the new one. I really like the Batmobile from The Batman and how it takes inspiration from so many other Batmobiles. Anybody uh, know what the original Batmobile was? Yeah, it was the uh, Futura concept, I believe. No, 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 no the first Batmobile in the comic. But yes, you're right about the 60s one. It's a Rolls Royce, isn't it? I think it's a red Rolls Royce. It's like a 30s Rolls Royce. It's Bruce Wayne's day car and Batman and Robin would drive it around fighting crime. I really like that the the Batman's car just looks like a souped up Camaro. Like it really is just kind of like a crazy ass car. It's just a classic muscle car. Are you getting the Lego set Alden? Will Josh buy it for you? I hope so. <laughs> you gotta ask him, you know, when he kept saying the Star Destroyer the other day, you gotta be like, I want this. Well, okay, one, this is not $700. <laughs> well, that's also nice, yeah. Yeah, no, I really like this one. I like that it draws so much inspiration. Do you think that it's the fastest one put to screen? Probably. Mm. Oh no, the Batman v Superman could race Superman. Yeah, so that one's the fastest one, but that one does not drive under its own power. Every time it's moving on screen, it's CG. 
Whereas this one is a legitimate driving vehicle. Afterburner or whatever actually has any thrust, I'm assuming there's some. Because remember, the Keaton Batmobile has the jet engine in it too, you know? But it was just a prop. It wouldn't do anything. It was literally just an old broken down engine that they made the flames come out of. It didn't actually do anything for the vehicle. This one's sick because you actually see him use the thruster i guess i i mean it's just an afterburner but you see him use it to gain to accelerate just like you do in the dark knight when he jumps the tumbler you know i was just gonna say too batman almost beat the corvettes to having a mid-engine vehicle <laughs> that's it's kind of mindful on screen i really like that because it's still a it's still a v8 why batman put these little quirky wings on the side of the vehicle at the back and it reminds me of the look that you see it it's like these little wings that stick out for no reason it's definitely to make it look like a bat like that's just like the classic you know the torpedo bullet yeah one thing i will say in the context of the movie we were saying how like tank designed batmobiles shouldn't really count or whatever this thing does take an entire magazine from the penguins like mac 10 or whatever machine pistol or whatever that he had before the action even kicks off right it's right before the chase the the concept designer for this car talked about how he wanted to design it so the it basically had an exoskeleton and a lightweight frame underneath and so you pretty much see that as he just charges through and powers through even cement just rolling into it what it reminds me of is it reminds me of the car from death proof almost the quentin tarantino movie i thought it was the mad max mobile that too it does feel like a vehicle out of mad max where it has like this wiry frame underneath it and you can very much see that it just looks kind of like a stunt car i do like it i wish we got more shots of it in the movie because i don't really have a good grasp for the design elements so much like sakula's onto something the red accents in the classic uh, 60s Batman mobile make that vehicle work for me and in this one that they brought out to the red carpet it does appear to have some sort of gloss to it that is more reflective and a little bit more stylistic the Lego set almost has those red accents you're talking about I'm pretty sure it has two engines in it too it definitely does I hate to be that guy that agrees with someone on the panel, but there has yet to be a better Batmobile for me than the classic 1960s Batmobile. Now, in terms of practicality, thank you. I don't know if this thing's as bulletproof as other ones. A close honorable mention for me was honestly the Dark Knight. I know that we shy away from the tank designs, but I think the Dark Knight has done the best one of those yet. And I think it's really cool how it has the detachable bat bike in it too. He's like able to switch into the bike. That is to sell toys. It was not to sell toys. It was a pivotal set piece within the movie. It was a real bike too. <laughs> it, it was to sell toys. 100%. Well, if we're talking about cars to sell toys, I also want to give an honorable mention to Batman Forever. Uh, that oh, car, God. that design is is kind of nuts. It feels more Tim Burton than anything in the Tim Burton ones. Wasn't the Tumblr inspired by an actual concept yeah military vehicle yes it was but it was also made to sell toys but nolan wanted it practical that's why like the bat pod is real and you can't kind of fucking turn the thing so they had to cgi the when the wheels roll because there's no way to actually do a sharp turn on the thing sweet so cool and i agree on the batmobile 
I, 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 it doesn't get better than this for me. But now comes the time in the show where we have to pick which Batman we all want to see the most uh, out of our definitive Batmans to really determine the best Batman. So how we're going to do this, rank choice voting, but you can't vote for your own. What? Ooh, that's dumb. This is modern democracy. I hate that idea. So I guess I'll go first since this is a really confusing concept. Of these that you guys have made, I think that Porolski would be the best Batman. Um, but the one that I want to see the most would actually be Alden's. So Alden gets the number one from me. And then Peralski gets number two, and Sakula, I think I just watched your Batman in theaters this weekend. <laughs> that gets my number three. I did like it. I did like it a lot. It was a four and a half. But the other two, I feel like, are something we haven't seen before. So I gotta say, Alden's rainbow-suited Batman, voiced by Adam West, <laughs> would uh, would make me really, really happy. The only thing I'm really concerned about is, again, that, that Red Sun uh, cowl. It's a little problematic. <laughs> All right, Alden. Uh, rank choice, everyone else. I think, think I'm gonna have to say that I want to see Peralski like his batman in a movie you just you guys think i could direct a batman movie that's all you guys are trying to say <laughs> how cute and quirky of you yeah when matt reeves keels over and dies you're his replacement oh i would hate that i have to left off after a king i think i really like this new batman so i i am going to say that sakula is my second place here and unfortunately nate you are the third that's okay my batman's not for everyone it's for me <laughs> all right sakula rank choice whose batman are you seeing in what order all right so i will say you're right you've already seen my batman i think that my favorite version of batman has already been put to screen this new batman movie is in my opinion, amazing, and it's probably my favorite version of Batman. Um, that being said, obviously I can't pick my own. Um, I'm going to say Peralski's is my second pick. Alden is my third, because what the fuck, Alden? You're a fucking lunatic. My number one is Nate. I do love your version of Batman. Um, I love the Adam West. I love the giant cape. I like the Doc Martin boots. Uh, my top is Nate's. Second is Peralski's. Third is Alden's. Sorry, Alden, um, but you're a lunatic. I really want to see the Riddler direct a Batman movie. That's why I'm going with Alden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine would be like a Joel Schumacher movie, but fun. Exactly. That's why I like your take is like a Joel Schumacher Batman, but fun. Fun. Peralski, on to you. Time for decision night in America. What uh, ranking these Batmans? I feel like you have the hardest decision of us all. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ryan Gosling, but uh, I'd rather see Val Kilmer as Batman again. So. Oh no shit. I, Nate, you yeah, you're my number one pick, pal. Hell yeah. And then it'd be Alden, and then as everybody has said, John's Batman we just saw in theaters this past week. Which is a good thing. It is my, hey, it's my favorite Batman movie ever. It's your favorite Batman movie ever and I'm your third pick? Go fuck yourself. I've watched it seven times because my pick's better. Duh. Yourself, but you've picked Alden and Nate's choices before mine. Well, our choices are bold. Yours is already there. We, we just saw yours. <laughs> now I want to see Red Sun Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Peralski, you're basing your choice of what you would like to see, not based on what you'd already seen. 
Yeah, and I want to see a new Val Kilmer Batman movie. Okay, I'll take that. I'll accept that. Number ones, uh, me and Peralski are tied with a collective total of five votes, then Alden with six and Sekula with eight. So that means, Peralski, we need to do a tiebreaker. Are we going to arm wrestle for it? Yes. Yes. Are we going to throw a batarang at the wall and see who hits the marker first? Yes. I think you'll like this tiebreaker because you're going to do better than me at it. Oh, boy. What story from Batman lore are we retelling with these decisions we have made? And Alden and John are going to have to have to vote over who has a better take here. (sighs) Should I go first? Yeah, please go first so I can do some research. See, the problem with this, the Batman movie that John oh so lovingly gave all his praise to is it blends like three stories together so well and so cleanly and i'm like man what do i do next now like characters are dead and i'm like huh well i think you guys probably could have predicted this what i would be setting up in this movie because remember i have raw bat bat and bat so like you said you know if matt just you know is like Hey, Perolski, if I die, take over this. And then I go and direct the, the next, the sequel to this Batman movie with my Raw Bat Bat and Bat. I would have it be setting up the relationship between him and Harvey Dent. And of course, have it be an opening to a Robin movie. If you don't have Mr. Freeze in your take, I'm sorry. I'm immediately averting to Nate. So what I would be doing is telling the Sins of the Father story from the animated series and retelling that story. So then, because everybody hates the whole, oh, Batman, you know, we know his parents die thing. That's not what I'm trying to show. What I'm trying to show is to bring on Robin and do the Sins of the Father story arc and still have it similarly to the Schumacher film, what I would do is have Two-Face be the mobster that ends up getting Dick Grayson's parents killed and be able to tell that story and so that you see Dick come into Bruce's life at about the midpoint towards the end of the movie, if we're thinking a two hour and 30 minute marker, and then you don't see Robin in the suit until the very end of the film. You know, that's when he's like, oh, I'm going to go out. And then that's what sets up the third movie, which is straight up, you know, going to be a Batman and Robin film. You're like, he's here. We're in it now. No, if this is, uh, if this is American Idol or America's Got Talent, I'm putting in my X right now. No, uh-uh-uh. In the next movie, I need to, I need to see Mr. Freeze or I need to see Robin. If I if I see either of them at the end of the movie, I'm pissed off and I'm I'm angry. So no. So mine would be it's doing an arc from Batman the Animated Series that I really really appreciate because I think it does the origin of my favorite character best. And I'm doing Robin's Reckoning recreated into a a movie. And now Batman and Robin are kind of already established at the beginning of this episode. Robin's already pretty much been a part of the team. He's in college by that point. He's he's pretty well established. Yeah, he's off in college. But they uh, there's a bunch of nonlinear flashbacks into the origin of how Robin joined Batman as they're uh, they're tracking down. Uh, like, I think it's Tony Z- Zucco or Tony Zuko. 
Tony Zuko. He's one of like the the mob elites in Gotham, and he's also the one who's responsible for killing the Flying Graysons and uh, killing Dick's parents. So as they're on this trail, you have this kind of echoing back to Robin's origin, and you could tell Robin's origin, but in a way where he's already established and they're already fighting uh, fighting crime and working together. Um, but you're going back and you're telling it like these characters are already established. I like it. What I think we would get from that would be a really unique uh like story but at the same time it could have those campier kind of elements i think even within the context of batman the animated series that that those two that two-part episode is almost a little like it's a little real it's a little dramatic and uh i think making it a little like lighter in tone with like what's actually going on in the current timeline this would be a pretty small small scale detective story probably smaller than something within the batman where the whole city's at risk this is just trying to get to the end of one mobster, trying to get him uh, charged and figure out what, what he's up to. But in the flashbacks, things could be grittier and a little darker and, and tonally seeing Batman in a time before there was a Robin and him uh, fostering this this now orphaned uh, child that he sees a lot of himself in. And uh, those, those juxtaposing scenes, I think, would lend to being the best way to introduce Robin into an already established Batman. Nice. I like that we both went for animated series arcs. Yeah, this blends like six different Dick Grayson origin stories in one in one two part episode of Batman the Animated Series, and that's what does it so well, in my opinion. And that's why Sins of the Father is so fun too, because that's the first two parts of season three, and what happens is it's Tim Drake's origin that's semi-blended with Jason Todd's. At the end of it, Dick Grayson shows up with his freaking mullet, and he's like, sup and we're like oh my god they're all back together sure you do get two robins in yours which is twice as good as mine no 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 my story would be telling doing it that way but dick grayson yeah and so you know have the flying graysons but have it be two faces fault rather than tony zuko's that's good alden john i like both of our movies <laughs> but yours is val kilmer in it who's your robin Who's your Robin? <laughs> Everyone's gonna hate me if I say it. Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> I'm casting myself as Robin. Oh, I thought you were gonna put Chris O'Donnell. Fine, I'll take Chris O'Donnell then. He'll be an old Robin. Jacob Tremblay's playing younger me. I'm sorry. It's. <laughs> He's playing age nine Dick Grayson. Oh, no! That's fine. He just cast Chris O'Donnell. I made it better. No, you made it worse when you when you casted somebody other than yourself. I can't play a nine-year-old. I want Marlon Wayans to play my Robin. I can play a 20-year-old for at least 10 more years, so we got that going for us. It, you, Nate, you could be Robin. I know. <laughs> and the crow. If it's not you, you could also play the crow. Um, if you're not playing Robin or the crow, I'm out. He is playing Robin. For that reason, I'm out. Um, I is against my better judgment. I'm picking Peralski's version. I would literally kill my firstborn in a, in a Rumpelstiltskin sort of situation to see you play, uh, Robin, any version of Robin. I don't care. Um, but because that's not the version that you wanted to go with, um, I'm not going to kill my firstborn. I'm picking, uh, Peralski's version. I'm voting Nate because it is Nate playing Robin. And I think you misheard. 
No, he's casting as a flashback child, Jacob Tremblay, as like a nine-year-old version of himself. No, 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 because he's not playing the full version of Robin. I want Nate playing the version of Robin for the whole movie, not a f I don't think you heard anything he just said. <laughs> There's gonna be one flashback scene for this whole movie with Robin. Yeah, and, and, and Nate's playing the flashback version of Robin? I don't want that. No. No, I'm playing the well-established two years into being Batman's sidekick, Robin. So Nate is playing Robin throughout the whole movie. Except the flashback scenes with the flying Graysons being killed, yes. Okay, never mind. I'm switching to Nate. <laughs> well, this has been an interesting format and an episode that's going to need a lot of trimming. I would like to thank our two guests, John and John, for joining us on building the best Batman. I did not think that I would be building the best Batman, but without Kubis here to shoot me down... It's amazing what I can do. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta plug uh, Scary Box. The Scary Box. Check out the Scary Box on YouTube. A bunch of short films and podcasts and other videos to watch that uh, we make all together. Yeah, and if you're a big fan of the mystery elements in the Batman, stay tuned for the Scary Box in May. There is going to be a lot of mystery-based content heading your way, including. Nicholas Alexander's very own cut and run. It is a noir in the modern sense of things and very dramatic. He's currently his best to edit this and get it out in festivals so that way we can release it to the world in May. In May. <laughs> Let's go, baby. It's gonna be May. Uh, Alden, any, any uh, closing thoughts for uh, this brand new format? Or should we build anything else ever again? A car. I think we should build something again. I'm not really sure what, but we should probably have less criteria next time as well. It's probably a good idea. Reduce it to maybe five rather than the 11. Do we have 11? Because we like to go one step further.